We're still going to be talking out of Romans chapter 12. We'll be in it till we finish. It has several different topics in it. I think where we left off of was we was talking about renewing your mind. And you got to renew the entire mind and ideals and attitudes since you're on this side of salvation. The Bible tells us to let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of, now you got to get this one, the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So guess what? We got to be, uh, uh, we got to be prepared to be a servant of God. Amen. If Jesus made it that he was, he was equal with God, but yet still the, 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 the job called for him to be a servant of God and he took that job without reservations. Amen. If you would, let's go to, uh, before we get into Roman, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13. And I want to... Uh, reiterate to you that we haven't all none of us has made it in but this here is to open up our understanding that you know we can work toward being under the perfection before so that God can continue to bless us not just natural but we need God's spiritual blessing Natural stuff is about to run out. Did you notice that? And what you going to, if you ain't got nothing spiritual stored up in heaven, you ain't got nothing. Come on, somebody. So stop banking on what you got in your flesh, but start looking toward what you can get out of glory. Because it's going to take glory to get us up out of here. Come on, somebody. I don't know if any of you have been reading or hearing the news that's going on, but even Russia you know, got to the point that they got desperate enough that they are taking prisoners and putting them on the front line. That's just how bad it's getting, to the point they're taking folks out of jail and putting them on the front line to fight and threatening to use chemical warfare. Come on, somebody. Nuclear weapons. And Putin told him, he said, try me if you think I'm joking. He said, I ain't, I ain't just talking. You know, that's the sound of a desperate man. But guess what? We need to be more desperate to seek God so that God either intervene or keep us covered under the blood Come on, somebody. Giving us a way to escape. Amen. 
So now we're at an hour that we ain't got no time for fooling around. We got to get in and stay in. We got to get covered and stay covered. Come on, somebody. So guess what? Come in out of the rain. Come on now. First Peter chapter 1, verses 13 says, Wherefore, gird up the lines of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This being sober is you got to think logical. Come on, somebody. This ain't a drunk sober. This is a this is keep your mind. Keep your thoughts. Have your mind on God so that God can lead you and guide you. And the hope to the end of the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So guess what? It's still by grace we are saved. We cannot do without the grace of God. And, and it goes back to what Lamont said Sunday night when he was talking about one of his friends. Talking about one saved always. Said, you only saved by grace. Amen. If you was once saved, always saved, you can put grace in a suitcase and throw it back in the closet. But that's not so. Amen. He said, as obedient children. See, you see that Paul did not leave. I mean, Peter did not leave out the fact that we got to be obedient. Not fashioning yourself according to the former lusts of your ignorance from where you came from. You cannot, you cannot fashion yourself back to where you once was, where God once saved you from. Amen. But as he which had called you is holy, be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. And if you call on the Father who without respect of person judge according to every man's work. Judge according to every man's what? Oh, so that means we got to do something. Huh? You can't start out and quit. You can't run just a little ways and then stop. Amen. Because guess what? God has no respect for person. I mean, if he called for Rosetta to run all the way to the end, guess what? You got to run all the way to the end also. Amen. So guess what? We ain't got no free pass for God. You got to work out your own salvation. Judge according to every man's word. Pass the time. Look what he said. Pass the time of your third journey here in fear. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your father. What would hand down to you? Silver and gold don't make you in heaven. Silver and gold can't get you there. Huh? Silver and gold don't mark a Christian's life. 
Amen. It was passed down to us, if you got money, you got everything. But that's not so in this world today. Huh? Even money getting down to the point that it can't even buy you nothing now. Come on now. It takes everything that you work for just to live off it from day to day. <coughs> Come on now. But you was redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. And the blood of Christ still works. The blood of Christ still keeps you. It still covers every saint of God. Amen. It has not lost any of its power. But the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And in reference to a lamb because of the fact he had to be a sacrifice. And any kind of sacrifice wouldn't do. It had to be perfect. It had to be spotless. Come on somebody. Couldn't have no blemishes. These blemishes, it couldn't have no sin in it. If it had sin in it, it couldn't be a sacrifice. Jesus was the only one that fit that. Huh? Nobody else could fit that but Jesus. Who barely was ordained before the foundation of the world. If he was ordained before the foundation of the world, he knew that he was going to have to be, going to make redemption for the people. He knew that we were going to have to be redeemed. He knew that we were going to have to be saved because he already knew that Adam and Eve was going to fail. Because what? God knew everything from the, from the beginning to the ending. <laughs> Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Amen. Therefore, get your mind ready for work. Keep yourself under control. And the biggest problem is, is controlling one's self. Our biggest battle is controlling ourselves. Amen. Since you know God, it ain't quick for somebody to get you to possibly drink, smoke, steal, rob or kill. But controlling your own desires is where your biggest problem is. It's about what you want to do, not what somebody else wants you to do. Come on, somebody. Because you can resist what somebody else wants you to do, but what are you doing about what you want to do. That's your biggest war. And everybody got that war. So you have to keep yourself under control. As a people who obey God and not let yourself be shaped 
by the evil desires where you used to live. Used to live, forget us. When you get to re going back on your mind where you used to do, huh? You even, sometimes you even testify what you used to do. Come on, somebody. You'll you're, you're contaminate your, you will contaminate your testimony uh, by what you used to do. God saved you from what you used to do. And he said that what you used to do, he throwed it in the sea of forgetfulness. But we contaminate our testimony by what we used to do. Wow. So therefore, guess what? We still haven't mastered the control of our mind. Because now it's a mind thing. Huh? And, and, and Jane, you know, we can testify to the fact, oh, we can't do the things that we used to do. Huh? We can't jump as high as we used to jump. Show can't run, give yeah. um, Only thing we can do with it now is in our mind. And the Bible said for you to keep your mind stayed on Jesus that he may keep you in perfect peace. So guess what? You can't stay in perfect peace reminiscing in your past all the time. Uh, it'll mess your day up. Come on, somebody. It'll mess your joy up. Wow. Because at some point you have to realize that in your reminiscing in your past, you got to know in your mind somewhere your psyche said that I'm not pleasing God. Huh? Come on, somebody. Because now I'm going against what the scripture said. The scripture said to keep your mind stayed on Jesus and he will keep you in perfect peace. Come on, somebody. So guess what? When your, when your past start creeping back into your mind, somebody need to start hollering Jesus. Amen. When your past start coming up and staying in there too long, somebody need to plead the blood of Jesus against it. Amen. Amen. Because you fool around and you will go back. Amen. Huh? The question is, can you develop the mind of a servant of Jesus Christ and not be moved from the gospel? Can you develop that kind of mind? Oh, we develop all kinds of minds. Our minds run all over the place. But how about trying to develop your mind to being a servant? Because that's what Jesus did. Huh? Even having all the power of glory, he still had a mind to be a servant of God. Took on the form of a servant. Amen. What kind of service are you prepared to give God? 
We're at that point now. Because the way that the world is going now, somebody has got to offer up some service for God. Amen. Because why? Because the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Somebody got to give God some service. Because God is looking for a harvest. Amen. And the church of the living God is the only one can give God the kind of service that he's looking for. God needs some reapers. He needs some that can go into the field and reap the harvest. Oh, oh Lord, I got a few things I got to do for myself first. Hmm. Scripture said, love the Lord thou God first. Amen. Can you bring yourself to be a faithful servant to the will of God? Proving that which is good in his sight. Oh, it's in the sight of God. You got to prove it to God. Stop trying to prove it to folks and prove it to God. Come on, somebody. Stop trying to get a stage with folks and get a stage with God. Am I making sense? Let God put the spotlight on your life. Amen. These things must be developed in your spirit and character of a saint of God. Amen. So we're going to go to Romans chapter 3, I mean chapter 12, and we're going to go and read verses 3 through 8, and then we'll talk a little bit. Romans 12. Saints, our walk with God is more crucial than we are looking at. Because now, guess what? You down to where the rubber meets the road. And now, you got to make a good stand. We can't stand like we've been standing. We got to make a good statement. We got to be a good representation of a saint of God in his sight. Come on now. Because if you notice, everything that's saying they are saints, you know, the life is not following what they're saying. Come on now. Let's look at uh, three through eight. Let's read it, please. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, 
So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one member one to another, having been gift difference according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophesied according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or he that teaches on teaching, or he that exhort on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Hmm. By the grace. Paul said, by the grace that was given to me. See, even the apostles letting you know they're operating under grace. They ain't putting no, they, they, they ain't putting no crown on their head yet. They know it's by the grace of God. They know it's by the unmerited favor of God. Paul said, the unmerited favor of God given to the apostles to warn everyone not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Do not overrate your opinion of yourself. Do not be conceited and self-important. Let your thoughts be sane and not insane. Come on, somebody. Some folks is, you know, they know so much that they, they, they talk crazy. Come on, somebody. Half the time, you don't even know whether they understand their own self. Be sober and view yourself according to the faith God has given you. Oh, you got to work on, you got to work with your faith. Come on, somebody. If, if all you got is this much, you work with that much from the top to the bottom. From east to west, from north to south. You cover all the little bit of faith that you got. And then God will give you an increase. Come on, somebody. Don't be looking for great faith and you ain't doing nothing with the little faith that you already got. Amen. Uh, go to Titus chapter 2 right quick. Then we'll drop back. Titus 2, 11 through 14. Are we there? Titus is going to back up what Paul is talking about. And the 11th verse says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared. So God didn't leave nobody out. God gave grace for everybody. If you don't take advantage of the grace that God has given you, then that's your fault. Everybody that's out there in the world got a chance for the same grace that God gave you. And to be, be honest about it, grace is keeping them now. They just don't know it. Amen. You know what God is doing? He's giving every sinner, just like he gave us, every sinner, every available opportunity to come to know him. Mm. Only by grace. Come on, somebody. So, and it's teaching us that denying ungodly and worldly lust, 
we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. If we don't live it now, we sure won't get a chance to enjoy it later. If we don't live it now, we won't enjoy it in glory. Come on now. We set the stage for our life now with God. Amen. By our lifestyle. By our mind and our living soberly. Come on now. Denying. We got, and the biggest thing we got to deny is deny ourselves. Ourself is the biggest denial that we got to deal with. Amen. And he said, you got to do this in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearance of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good work. Peculiar. Not ordinary, but extraordinary. Come on, somebody. And guess what? It ain't something that you wave a flag about. It's something that appears on you about your character. Come on, somebody. About your, your even your appearance is peculiar. Amen. That it, it, it makes people inquisitive about your walk with God. Huh? It's something that they see about you. Without you, wait a minute, without you even having to open up your mouth. Come on now. This is the kind of peculiarity that God is looking for to be displayed about you. That it's going to make somebody uh, curious about your walk with God and how they can walk with God. And it, it, and it puts them in a position to what? You know what it do? It lets God draw them. It ain't about you drawing. It's about God drawing. Amen. Come on, somebody. You just, you know what? If you, if you put it in the natural, you just a bait on the hook. Huh? You got you got to put yourself to be a servant of God. You got to be the bait on the hook for God to catch the fish. Huh? What did He tell His disciple? I'm gonna make y'all what? Fishermen of men. Amen. So it's our life that's got to shine like God wanted to shine. I believe sometimes, Pastor, when we walk this thing right, the glory of God shines on us without even being seen by us, but by others. Did y'all hear that one? The glory of God shines on you that somebody else sees. You wonder, what is it that they looking at? What is it about me? It's about the glory of God. Because you have made it up in your mind to walk according to the way God wants you to walk. Amen. 
Be spiritual minded in the body. That's in the church. Be spiritual minded in the body that you may stay in your lane. Oh, we got a problem with that. Do not be bouncing all over the place. If you are out of place, you do more harm than you do good. Learn by the Holy Ghost to operate where God has called you or where the shepherd of the house has appointed you and do not get out of order. Y'all hear that one? Stay in your assigned place. Amen. There's so many that came through to the point that some would try to pastor the pastor. And not just here, it happened over in, 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 in so many churches where the people try to pastor the pastor because they think God gave them a little anointing. Whatever God gives you, he can take it back. Amen. Come on, somebody. If you get out of order, God will snatch it from you just like he gave it to you. And that's been a proven fact over the years. Come on, somebody. You got to stay in your lane. Do y'all hear that one? You got to operate by the Holy Ghost and the shepherd of the house whom God had appointed. Do not get out of order. Stay in your lane because you disrupt the move of God in the body. Wow. You must understand that if a body has an ailment, it don't operate normal. If a body has an ailment, guess what it does? It caters toward that ailment. Huh? So that means that everything else in the body is not functioning like it should because everything now is pointing toward the hill. Am I making sense? So then, now the body is not functioning healthy. And guess what? And the body of Christ must function spiritually healthy. That's when we get the results. That's when the power of God comes in. When the body of Christ is functioning healthy, then guess what? God gets the glory and he sat down in the house and he do a thing. Come on, somebody. To where the whole, listen now, but where the whole body benefits. Huh? Because God wants the whole body to be healthy. Y'all hear me? Well, go a little further with that. We are not all called to the same office. Or we would be like a dog chasing his own tail. Have you ever seen a dog chasing his tail? That rat ain't getting nowhere. 
see the tip of his tail and he started trying to catch it. God is not intended for us to be chasing our tail and getting nowhere, going around in circles. Amen. So, we got to be, we are all connected to the body of Christ, but in our own assigned place. The church supposed to function the same as a well-oiled machine. Every part moving and functioning to as designed our purpose to get the job done. Man, the month. Ain't nothing like listening to a, a good sounding motor, ain't it? And ain't hearing no tick, 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 tick. If you hear a good sound motor, they're going boop, 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 boop. You can boy that one is ready. Because everything in that motor is functioning like it's supposed to. Every piston is being oiled like it's supposed to. Huh? Water pump is doing its job. The water pump ain't trying to do the job of the carburetor. Huh? Come on, somebody. Huh? The radiator didn't say, I'm going cool, I'm 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 to cool the air condition. The radiator got to keep the motor cool. The air condition has got to keep you cool. So everything works in its proper place in order for that vehicle to be a smooth or working machine. Am I right? Why do we be ticking all over the place in the spiritual realm? Huh? Sound like a missing pistol over here. Huh? A clogged up cop, a clogged up uh, 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 muffler over here. Poop, 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 poop. Amen. Because guess what? It takes maintenance. It takes maintaining. And if you don't allow the Holy Ghost to maintain you, you will be out of order. You will be misfired. You will be saying stuff that God said when God didn't say. Oh, y'all didn't hear that one, did you? So you got to be functioning in your proper place. If any part of your vehicle stops working, your car sends a warning notice. And anybody know that? It sends a warning notice. It gives you a little symbol in your window. It gives you a little engine in your window saying, you got car troubles. Because something in that vehicle does stop operating right. And it's letting you know if you don't go to a, a, a service center, I'm going to shut down on you after a while. Huh? And you're going to be on your feet. When you get out of order in the body of Christ, the Holy Ghost sends a warning to the pastor. I'm going to shut it down until we get it right in the house. Oh, you be started trying to feel God and God to shut it down. Hmm. He doesn't send the pastor notice that you... Gotta, you got to do some maintenance 
on certain individuals because I would shut it down. And until it gets right, the move of God stops. The pastor might get the anointing, but you ain't going to feel nothing. You the church or you the I'm talking about the whole body of Christ. Because the pastor got to be in charge to get everything right. To the point that if the individual that is out of order do not get in order, then God may have a pastor to point that individual out. Because see, you're stopping the flow of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God has got to move in the whole house, not part of it. y'all get me? The Holy Ghost don't come and just move on the left side, the right side of the church. He's going to move in the whole body of Christ. The body is one body. So everything in the body needs to function in order so that we can get the power of God moving in the house. Yes, ma'am? So that means like if somebody's living out of order, correctly, or somebody's not able to point to the scripture, out of order, out of order is out of order. If you know what the word of God says, and, 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 and you don't govern your life according to it, then that means you're out of work. Okay. If the pastor gives you an assignment and you decide that you're going to do it when you want to do it, and not when he tells you to do it, then you're out of work. Give you another. It is designed for you to be in the house of God on Wednesday night, Sunday night, Sunday day, and you don't be here, you are out of work. There's a lot of order that must be maintained in the house of God. Hitting and missing is just like a missing spark plug in a car. See, the thing that we look at, we look at it as, because I'm here, because you here, and the rest of them don't be here. Well, that's all right. God's still going to move. But guess what? The whole body of God will not benefit from our laziness or our haphazardness in the house of God. Because see, what we're trying to do is get, the, get God to move in the house. Huh? He might move in individual life. But what about when we all come together, as he said, forsake not the sinner of yourself together. When we all come together, are we feeling the move of God? Well, we sometimes, we don't realize God put a label on us. Stiff-necked, rebellious, and disobedient. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And sometimes, and the car on that, sometimes God will go to the point of causing somebody to be happy or have a praise or have a worship to show somebody else up that might be sitting next to you or might be sitting across from you because guess what? They got cold and indifferent. God will give you, now you got to understand, we still operate by the grace of God. So the grace of God is going to give you every opportunity to get your spark to a change. 
somebody right on road. We're at a point now that we got to be the whole church, not some of the church. Because you know what? We're doing ourselves an injustice. Because we don't really see or get the full move of God. Oh, it's some stuff that God ought to be doing in the house. But God don't do it in the house because guess what? He can't bring us all to one mind. Amen. Prove my point. Yes, ma'am. Did everything for you that he need to do. 
house, it ain't that they go to another holiness church, they go back to the world. Yep. Start doing what they used to do. Huh? Because you know what? I'm glad Pastor said that too. Because God ain't going to bless you for, for, for church hopping. It ain't happening. You ain't going to mess up here and then hop over to somebody else congregation. Glory! It ain't going to happen. God's going to shut your glory down. I'm telling y'all what God looks. He's going to shut your glory down till you go back and straighten up where you messed up. Rosetta them doing? Oh, okay. Good enough. Because I hate for the miss. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You can tell a difference even here, you know, when the people start getting closer together and, you know, not doing any arguing and bickering and stuff start gelling and the move of God can come in like that. When, when, When people have a soft heart toward God and toward one another, you know, uh, people find themselves repenting more often. You know, we don't have this spirit of bitterness and unforgiving spirit and, you know, stinginess and coldness and just being evil. You know, the power of God won't have a problem. Absolutely. Because we've seen that in operation. But the minute everybody start putting up their walls and being cold and, you know, arguing and bickering and it's divided and we can't get along, then that's when... Putting on their steel toes. God, God pulls back, and, and and that's anywhere. Yes. That that's that's any anywhere, church. Any church. So any that's corporate. Church. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You know, but I've also seen where God don't mind coming in in a service, and if folks tight lipped won't praise God, won't open up and worship. If the man of God is trying to usher in because he sees that the move of God is in the house trying to minister with folk and they all locked up and then half sleep, won't worship, won't praise, well then God will skip over you and bless somebody else. Because mm-hmm. I've been in service like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that's, you know, on an individual level. God is not going to stop blessing just because a few folks is like a bump on a pickle. Yeah, but that's only, that's only 
Right. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And see, you know, that's God's decision when he decided to move and he started dealing with the man of God. And, you know, it's up to the people at that point to get what they need from God. <laughs> that's an individual decision. Absolutely. You know, God ain't going to make us do nothing. You know, the past can tell you, say, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. You sitting there, and you off in left field, and you can't get on the train of glory. That's on you. You done missed your blessing. But, but here again, and, and, and I understand exactly what you're saying, but what the big picture is, is that the body missed the power of God saturating the whole life. Like God come in, if you, if you go back to the Old Testament, when God, when the presence of God came into the house like a smoke and filled the temple, nobody was able to look, nobody was able to go out, nobody was able to come in because the presence of God was in operation. And here's what we lack is getting the presence of God to operate in the whole house. Because guess what? God might bless Sister Keith. But guess what? Somebody on the other end over here might need some healing. You see what I'm saying? Somebody else back here might need some deliverance. Sister T might have got hurt because guess what? Because God saw her heart and God saw her praise and God saw her worship. But guess what? Somebody back there is holding back. Needed, but won't let go. But when the power of God is in the whole house, now you have to go back to when they lowered the man down to the roof. When Jesus was healed and they couldn't get the man in and they had to let him down to the roof. That man was not on his part praising God. But the faith of those other men that let him down. He saw their faith. What is God seeing from you that he can help somebody else with? Well, I understand that, but that, that's, that's, that's not where I'm at. I'm, I'm talking about the corporate. I'm trying to get them to see what they got to do. Because when you're talking about schism and, and division in the church, that if you boil it down to mercy ministry, mercy ministry is a whole lot better than what, what they Y'all used to fight over, y'all used to get mad over dogs on trucking wings. Or a chicken wing. Or a tablecloth. But we got to get there. Yeah, we need to get there. Yeah. We got to get there before we leave here. Yeah, well. Yeah. A whole lot won't be leaving. Yeah. So, prove my point. Go to Judges chapter 15, verses 14 through 16.
chapter 15. Yes, sir. Pursue after. And unless God able to, uh, we allow the Holy Ghost to convict us when we're wrong, rather than justify it, that's what really keeping uh, us from moving forward. Because when we try to justify uh, wherever we at, right, wrong, half right, half wrong, whatever, that keeps the Holy Ghost, let's push the Holy Ghost back. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And I, you know, I totally agree with, uh, with what Sister T was saying, but the mind of the people, y'all got to draw your mind in. Because the mind that was in Christ Jesus has got to be found in us. And if, if, if schism is in the body, the mind of Christ is not there. They, if sloping is in the body, the mind of Christ is not there. Huh? Amen. So guess what? We have to get, we got to get some enthusiasm in the body to see the work of God move. I'm trying to find proof before him, proof before him, proof before him. 14, let's read verse 14 through 16. Huh? Judges 15. The Philistine shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flesh that was burnt with fire, and his bands loosed off his hands. And he found a new jawbone of an ass, and put forth his hand, and took it, and slew a thousand therewith. And Samson said, With the jawbone of an ass, heap upon heap. With the jaw of an ass have I slain a thousand men, because he was in order. He was in order with God, and God gave him the power and also the weapon to slay a thousand men. One man. With God and more than a thousand. But the point is, he was in order with God. You agree? All right. Glad you do you agree with that. Now, okay, since you agree with that, let's go and see what that was a well-oiling machine. Let's go see what one is broke down. Go to Judges 16, verse 15. Are you there? We're going to read 15 through 21. Let's read, please. And she said unto him, How can thou say I love thee when thou hard is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times, 
and has not told me where thy great strength lies. And it came to pass when she had pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death that all his heart and said unto her, there had not come a razor upon my head for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will be go from me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistine, saying, Come up this once, for he has showed me all his heart. Then the lord of the Philistines came unto her and brought money in their hand, and she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for the men, and she called to him to shave off the seven locks of his head, and she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him, and she said, The Philistine be upon thee, Samson. And he woke up out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he went not, the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with feathers and brace. And he grinded in the prison house. Huh? Out of order. Same man. Same man was in order. The same man was out of order. The same man was under the anointing of God. The same man fell out under the anointing of God. That's what life is these days. 